All right. Okay. I need a deep breath. I don't know about you, but I do. You ready? Let's take a deep breath. Yeah. All right. Turn with me to uh, Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. And we're going to talk about rest. We're going to talk about Sabbath rest. Have you ever played football in the rain? How many football fans? You're going to be watching some football after. Come on, somebody. Uh, have you ever played football or soccer in the rain? Have you ever played a sport in the rain? Yes. Uh, I remember when I was young, I, I loved football, and I'll be watching football this, this afternoon. Uh, but I loved playing football in the rain. Uh, cleats don't help you much in the rain, do they? And it, it just like you run as fast as you possibly can, and then you stop, but you really don't stop. Uh, man, I used to love playing football in the rain. Now that I've gotten older, I like watching people uh, play football in the rain because it's if I run as fast as I can right now and I stop, man, my Monday is not going to be well. You know what I'm saying? My body is, doesn't work the way, it's, <laughs> the way I want it to work. And so I kind of count the cost when I'm playing. If, if I'm doing that, I'd rather watch somebody uh, uh, run really fast <laughs> and stop and slide. Um, when you're playing a sport in the rain, it's unpredictable, and can I just be honest with you? As I have pursued rest in my life, it's been much like playing football in the rain. It's been unpredictable. It's almost, this is almost how I walk with Jesus for a while. I'd be like, okay, I'll run as fast as I can. And, and like Pastor Kent said, we need to stop. So I will stop. <laughs> and then I seem to kind of slide and it just doesn't kind of work out the way I want it to. And so sometimes when I'm pursuing rest, I'm, I'm confused. I don't know about you, but, you know, the pace of life, the pace of our everyday life is so fast. It's coming at you. know what? Tomorrow's coming at you, right? It's some of you right now. Tomorrow's coming at you right now. You're trying to figure out what you're supposed to do tomorrow. And so my pursuit for rest for Sabbath rest has been one that has been, it's been conflicting at times because I'll run as fast as I can. And I'm like, yeah, Jesus, I know you're Lord of the Sabbath and I need to stop. So I stop. And then the hurriness of life and I'm panting because of the, 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 the to-do list and I'm stopping and, and I'm resting and I'm yelling at Jesus, Jesus, look at me. I'm resting. And the whole time I'm resting, I'm feeling guilty about not enjoying my rest. And then when I begin to run again, I am confronted with all the things that I left behind and I didn't even enjoy when I wasn't working. Does that make sense to you? So my pursuit for Sabbath rest has not been one that has been, oh, I get it, Jesus. It's been complicated, <laughs> to say the least. And so I want to share kind of that journey and where I've come from and where, where the revelation I got to. And I hope it helps you this morning. A, a year and a half ago, I took a Sabbath for 90 days, and it took me to day 45 before I took a deep breath. 
Day 45 of not working, of waking up every day and having no agenda but to rest. And 45 days later, I said, and I was finally in a position where Jesus could restore my soul. And listen, I'm still trying to unpack it, and I'm not going to unpack it in front of you this morning because this is not a counseling session. (laughs) But 45 days. And so how do we rest when our culture doesn't really let us (laughs) in our responsibilities? And so I want to talk to you, and I want to be real with you this morning, where I've come from. And look, I've read books on, on Sabbath, and I've applied principles, and they've been good, and I encourage you to read stuff on Sabbath, but I'm going to give you my revelation. Is that okay this morning? And if it applies to your life, you apply it. I, I have two assignments today. The first one is this, is, you, is a little bit of homework for you. I want you to read Hebrews chapter 4 today. I want you to read Hebrews chapter 4. When I was thinking about rest and I was praying through this whole, this whole time that we had together, I ended up with two sermons and you don't need to hear two sermons. You need to hear one sermon. So I kind of picked one and left one. Okay. And maybe, maybe in the coming weeks, somebody uh, from the staff will unpack that next week. Pastor Alex is, is talking about uh, having fun and then Holly finishes this, Pastor Holly finishes the service on, on worship. And so maybe somebody in, we, we can understand unpack uh, that, that it's God's desire that we have a Sabbath rest, all right? And so Hebrews chapter 4 gives you some really solid, solid things to, to, to think about and to reflect on um, in this coming month. So, so read, read that. Um, and and, and my uh, heart for you to t- today is, is these four things I just felt like the Lord was telling me to, to share with you today. First one is rest is a person. Rest is learned. Jesus links the Christian life with rest. And spiritual rest is an antidote for fear, anxiety, and worry. So rest is a person. When I was reading Hebrews, Hebrews is written to to explain the person of Jesus. And so I was reading Hebrews and it kept leading me to Jesus. And anytime anytime the Holy Spirit is leading you to Jesus, that's a good thing, okay? Uh, Jesus is perfect theology. And so I got to this place where I'm going to say this statement and you don't necessarily have to agree with me and I'm all right with it. I'm all right with people don't agree with me. I'm good. Uh, You be you, I'll be me. And we'll both study scripture and follow Jesus. And hey, and, and when we when we leave this earth, when we're in heaven, maybe we'll have a discussion. Probably not. We'll just be worshiping Jesus. So it doesn't really matter. All right. Uh, so so I got to this concept of rest is a person, and um, in Matthew chapter eleven, where we're at this this uh, it's a very uh, eventful chapter. Okay, so John the Baptist gets arrested, right? And he's in, he's, he's in jail, and now he's starting to uh, try to figure out, did, did I anoint the right man? 
What about this Jesus person? Now I'm in jail. Have you ever, have you ever been in that spot that John Baptist? So uh, maybe not in jail, but I, I've been in jail, but I, I wasn't a follower of Jesus. Uh, so, so anyway, so John Baptist is in jail, and he's trying to figure out what's going on, and, and he sends word to Jesus, and Jesus says, hey, listen, go back and tell John that the dead are raised, that the lame are walking, that the kingdom of God is being advanced. And, and I want to I say in, in chapter 11 that some of, some of John the Baptist's uh, followers were probably throwing shade at him, where Jesus then begins to take up for, for John. And he's like, no one on this planet is greater than John the Baptist. And then he says this statement. He says, uh, the, the person that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. You could chew on that for quite some time. That's us. Because John the Baptist is finishing out the Old Testament. Jesus is ushering in the New Testament. And he's saying the weakest believer is greater than the greatest uh, old-time prophet, John the Baptist. That's amazing. And then Jesus begins to curse these cities that he's gone into because the kingdom of God is being advanced and miracles are happening and the people aren't believing what's going on. And so Jesus just, he starts cursing them. I was like, wow. And then this is where we're going to pick up in verse number 25 through 20, uh, through 30. And then we're going to, we're going to land on 28 through 30. He, he has this, he has this, uh, conversation basically with the father. He starts off, he says, at this time, Jesus says, I praise you, father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to the little children. Jesus is thanking the Father that the gospel has been revealed, not just to the learned, but to the little children. He's thanking him that the gospel is simple. And he's saying, you revealed this to everybody. So he's thanking the Father. He says, yes, Father, for this is what you are pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those whom the Son chooses to reveal to him. So then Jesus is talking about his heavenly Father, and he's saying that you have given me all authority. Everything has been committed to me by you, and no one knows you except for if they come to me. And he's establishing for you and I this, this authority that all resource, all everything that you have need of is found in the person of Jesus. One of the interesting things is if you go to chapter 12, and read in, in, in Matthew, Jesus runs into this question on the Sabbath, and Jesus announces that he is Lord of the Sabbath. He's saying in, in chapter 12, he's saying, I'm Lord of the Sabbath. Right here, he's having this conversation, and he's explaining that all resource, everything that you have need of is found in him. And so he establishes these first two things. And then we're going to, to hone in on this, this, this next statement. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. If there's a scripture you need to memorize, let's memorize this one during this time. He says, take my yoke upon 
you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let me read it to you in a couple different translations. In the message, it says this, are you tired, worn out, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you, Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Listen to the passion. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Come to me. I'll refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways, and you'll discover that I am gentle, humble, easy to please. You'll find refreshment and rest in me. For all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. How about the ESV? Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Rest is a person And that person is Jesus. And the first thing he does, it's amazing to me, because when he says, come to me all, he's talking about the whole world. He's inviting everybody to come to him. And he's saying, come to me all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Do you remember the first time you ever felt rest. I, I think we pursue rest all the time, but it's, it's a slippery slope. Like, when are you really resting? What does that really mean? I'll tell you what, when I experienced rest, it's when I gave my heart to the Lord. I had been, now I didn't have the words for it, my friends, but I had been pursuing rest my whole entire life, but couldn't find it. I'd been pursuing rest in a bottle. I'd been pursuing rest in this and this and this. I was trying to find rest and I couldn't find it. And then one day, I found Jesus. And he offered this statement. And I couldn't tell you what he was saying, but he was, he was, he chose me. You see, I've cursed God. I hated God. Matter of fact, I was was reflecting on this last night. I remember a time in my life where I got uh, got this book on witchcraft, and I was in my backyard putting spells on people. And I was addicted to drugs and alcohol. I was lost. (laughs) And then I come... To Lighthouse, I get, I get my, I had this statement, I'm going to be sober for the month of October. <laughs> and can I just be real? I was sober for three months, and I was like, if there's not anything more than this, I'm going to go back. Because this life stinks. And at least I had a couple hours 
of feeling like I felt something when I was drunk. And I came in here, and I didn't encounter religion. (laughs) I encountered Jesus. And that man that cursed him, put spells on people, drank and drove and did all kinds of stuff that I wasn't supposed to do, that person, me, Jesus says, come. Come to me. I know you're tired. And I'm like, yeah, I'm tired. I know you're weary. Yeah, Jesus, I'm weary. And he doesn't say, hey, come to me. It's time to get, get to work. He didn't come on the basis of work. He said, you have a need, and I'm the only one that can fill it. And he ministered rest to me. Supernatural rest. Do you remember that? Can I remind some of you of that rest that you received? And then maybe you're here this morning and you're like, look, man, I'm just spinning out. I don't know what's going on. I'll tell you what, you can seek rest all you want. You can even apply the principle of Sabbath and receive some kind of rest. But i tell you what, true rest only comes through a person. And that person is Jesus. And he chose you before the creation of the world. And his invite is for you this morning that says, come. And you don't need to do anything. You just need to come. And that's my, that, and so, so if you can find Jesus, listen to me, follower. If you can find Jesus, you can find rest. He's right there. So rest is a person, and his name is Jesus. Number two, rest is learned. You see, the law had become a burden, and a new yoke was needed to lighten the load. You see, the Pharisees, they, they, they loved the law, and, and, and they loved righteousness, and they get a bad rap, but they were trying to do what they thought God wanted them to do, but they got wrapped up in the law, and Jesus is like, look, that yoke you're putting on people is, put, is putting them down. We need a new yoke. We need something new. And so he comes, and he invites us to learn. He invites us to learn. Learning is a process. Learning means that when you come to Jesus, you don't know everything. Matter of fact, the the longer you follow Jesus, the more you realize you just don't know anything. It's like, I thought I knew what that means, but man, I don't know. But it's freeing at the same time, isn't it? I was thinking about this the other day in, the, in, in regards to values. I think you should value Sabbath rest. I think you should value learning from Jesus. And here's the thing about a value. If you establish a value that has been established by the kingdom, it leads you to submit to that value. Am I making sense? Like this value didn't come from me. This value came from the kingdom. And the value stands. And so you and I, we need to just learn with Jesus. And here's the thing, it's walking with him. It's realizing you don't know everything. And that's okay. And he's not a teacher that is mean. I almost did a class for SSL that, that, said, that was titled this, Teach Like Jesus. <laughs> because Jesus, best teacher ever walked on planet Earth, and the Holy Spirit is with you, so you have that teacher inside of you. But sometimes teachers now, 
they elevate themselves above and they come down on the people. I almost said, teach like Jesus. Teach like Jesus. Jesus says, I'm humble and I'm gentle at heart. I love that, at heart. The reason he says at heart is the very essence, the very center of who he is, is humble and gentle. So when you come to Jesus, first thing he's going to do is he's going to say, okay, it's going to be okay. (laughs) Walk with me. I'm gentle. I'm humble. As you follow me, I'm going to teach you some things. But when I teach you those things, I'm not going to try to beat you up. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to help you. But you and I need to be humble, submit to the process of learning from Jesus. One of the best ways you can learn from Jesus is to get into his word. He reveals himself in his word. I think I'm put on the planet so that I can help people take the experience they have with following Jesus and connect it with the word. It's life. It says in Hebrews that the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, able to pierce, dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. The word of God is alive and it is powerful. And you and I have access to it. And we have the counselor inside of us, the Holy Spirit, to apply it in our lives. And we can learn with Jesus on how to rest. And so he says, rest, rest is learned. So submit to the process. I don't, I don't know what that looks like for you. But you could be following Jesus for 35 years and you still don't know everything about him. <laughs> or you can be following him for a couple of weeks and, there, and, and, and he just wants to walk with you. He wants you to follow him. I came across this, uh, uh, this scripture in Jeremiah chapter 16, 6, 6, 16. It says, this is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you'll find rest for your souls. I think there's a move of God that's going to happen on the earth, and, it's because, and here's what's going to happen. We're going to go back to the ancient ways. We're going to go back to the vintage ways of doing things. Why? Because we're immersed in information that is not producing fruit in our lives. And people are starting to wake up to that truth. And they're going to say, okay, well, there's this book that's been around for a long time. And you know what? Wow. <laughs> it really does work. And so we're just going to begin to just close some boxes in our lives of all this stuff that's coming into that's robbing you of rest and just start closing those windows and however you want to, if you want to go analog, I'm, I'm, I'm for it. If you want to go on your phone, I'm for it, but just get into the word and say, what did Jesus say? And how can I live that out? A, a simpler life. You know, I was, I was sharing this with Jennifer the other day. I was like, I'm going to live a simple life. I'm going to love Jesus well. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to be a good husband and a good father. And I'm going to do my job well. And I'm going to grow and follow Jesus. That's all I want. That's all I'm going to do. I'm not, a, I'm not trying to build a platform. I'm not trying to get famous. I'm just trying to make Jesus famous. And however he wants that to play out in my life is more up to him than it is up to me, isn't it? And so I'm just going to live a simple life, following Jesus and encouraging people to follow Jesus. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. And at the end of the day, when I get before him, and we're all going to stand before him, 
and I look into his eyes, and he's going to say, well done. Come on, son. There's a seat at the table for you. And so learn from him. Walk with him. It's a journey. Day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. Some years are better than the others, but he's there with you all the time. <laughs> He'll get you through it. So learn from him. Rest is learned. Number three, Jesus links the Christian life with spiritual rest. I thought this was interesting. I don't do this well. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Jesus links the Christian life with spiritual rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble at heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm still working this one out. Rest is not, in a, is not inactivity, but rather working from a sense of completion. Jesus is not calling people into living lives that are careless, lives of careless ease, but in service for which they will be glad. It, it will be a delight, not a painful drudgery. Jesus is saying, when you walk with me, I'm not promising you that this rest is sitting down and not doing anything. Rest is actually working from a state that everything has already been completed. And you'll know that you're in my rest when, when you do things, it's not, uh, it, it, it's not hard in the sense of it doesn't put a bunch of weight and pressure on you. He gives you the ability to accomplish what he is called you to accomplish. So light and burden doesn't mean that we don't have roles and responsibilities. Uh, being light and burden doesn't mean we don't have a calling to fulfill. It, it's not indicating that we don't have a lack of urgency because the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing and forceful people take hold of it. He's saying when you're working and when you're resting, you're resting from my direction because you're following me and I'm telling you what to do. Sometimes Sometimes in our lives, this is not everybody, but sometimes in our lives, what we do is we just go around picking up responsibility that we're not supposed to pick up. And at the end of the day, we look at Jesus and we're mad at him, or we don't want to get mad at King Jesus. <laughs> we get mad at people and we become bitter. Why aren't they working as much as I'm working? Aren't they doing what I'm doing? Come on. If it is to be, it's up to me. <laughs> Careful. Because when you're following Jesus and you're really close to him, he's going to tell you what to do. And he's going to give you the grace and the ability to accomplish what he's called you to do. But your calling is not my calling, and my calling is not your calling. So stop comparing callings and start following Jesus. And drawing close to him and getting a word, not my word, the word that he has for you because you can come boldly to his throne. And you get his revelation for your life and what you're supposed to accomplish and then you work that out. And he's going to give you the grace. And when you work that out at the end of the day, you'll be able to take a deep breath saying, yeah, yeah, man, that's what I'm supposed to accomplish. 
But sometimes we get caught up in the, in, in the mindset of we're trying to compete for a position. We're trying, we're trying to jockey among each other instead of saying, hey, look, I'm just trying to follow Jesus well. And when I get clarity on that, I'm going to begin to walk on that, you know? Uh, Pastor Ken uh, shared this the other day. Out of, uh, I think it's probably out of a book. But in your 30s, you get ahead of, head for saying yes. In your 40s, you get ahead by saying no. <laughs> I'm firmly in my 40s. I'm starting to learn this thing. I'm like, they got something right there. Like, you can't just keep picking things up and not putting things down. You have to, you, you know, before you pick something up, you need to get with Jesus and say, what needs to be put down? Is that, do I have grace to work this out in a season? When I was uh, preaching on rest this week, I was, I was so conflicted because I'm like, I'm not doing this because <laughs> I'm in a season where I sat with Jesus and he said, okay, we're going to run, but you're going to take me with you. But the season I'm in is not sustainable. Like I can't do this for, I can't do this for three or four years, but I can do it for two. But I made that decision with Jesus. Does that make sense? So rest is a person. Rest is learned. Rest, it, Christian, uh, the Christian life, uh, he, uh, Jesus, uh, let me read it since I can't say it. Jesus links the Christian life with spiritual rest. And then finally this morning, spiritual rest is the antidote for fear, anxiety, and uncertainty. Because when you really take a deep breath, you're not worried. We worry about way too much stuff, don't we? And I just feel that. I feel that. I feel that right now. We have far too much anxiety about the fear of the future or what's going on when Jesus is saying, you just got to come to me. You just got to come to me. So here's what we're going to do. If I could have somebody play some really cool stuff on the... Just size, my friend. Can you stand with me this morning? And the Psalms, it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. <laughs> taste and see that our, our, our walk with Jesus is, is experience. It's, it's like you experience it. I, I woke up uh, this morning and we've been praying for you all week. And as a staff, we've been praying over this, this Sabbath series. And I just felt like the Lord is wanting to take some burdens from you today. I mean, I want, I'm, I'm praying that he takes every one of those burdens that you've carried here. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Everybody say that with me. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. 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 Are you ready, Pastor Josiah? Can you have, raise your hands in, your hair, in the air? Don't swing them like you just don't care, but you can if you want to. All across this room. Oh, come on, somebody. Jesus is alive, and he is well, and he knows your name. He knows where you live. He knows your address. He knows everything about you, and he still loves you. <laughs> Come on. He chose you. You didn't choose him. He's chased you for your whole entire life. He knows what you came in here with. 
He knows those burdens that you're carrying, the weight of responsibility. Look, I have a sense that somebody's going through a transition right now, and you are carrying the weight of that transition, and the Lord wants to take that burden from you. He just wants to take it right now. He Just give it to him. Just give it to him. Some of you are carrying the burden of providing for your family, and Jesus wants you to know that he is the provider. So just give that to him right now. He says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I'll give you rest. Some of you are trying to figure God out, and he wants you to know you can't figure him out. (laughs) He wants to take that from you today. He wants to take your control. (laughs) Yeah, that's a burden. You want to try to control everything. He's saying, okay, come on. Come on, submit to me. Come to me, come to me, come to me. Come to me, Jesus. All, all across here, all believers, just, just pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the, pray in the Spirit. Come on, welcome the Holy Spirit. Come in here. Come, Jesus, come. 